one in front. Just so we're clear, Princess, this is the nice version of things. Welcome back to Old Bogies and Films, and hello, Season 3. Each episode, the members of this panel take turns assigning a film to watch and discuss. I mean, get with the program already. We have... Ruth. Bahad. Shelly. Eric. And me, Takia. To start season three, we thought it would be interesting if each of us tried to complete a theme with our first movies from seasons one and two. Since mine were, were the kindergarten teacher and we need to talk about Kevin, this week's movie was 2019's Teacher, starring David Dasmalchen and Kevin Pollack. The three movie theme involves um, the, these uh, teachers and school um a disturbed teacher and a disturbed student, and this one kind of completes the whole I, the whole theme with another disturbed teacher. Basically, this movie is about a, a borderline sociopathic English teacher named James Lewis, who goes to who goes to well intentioned but disturbing lengths to protect two students in his class from the bullying they encounter from one of the high school baseball jocks named Tim and his friends. After he tricks Tim into getting into his car one day to terrorize him to confessing to the bullying, it is revealed that Tim is being abused and by his wealthy father at home. So James breaks into Tim's family's house to get revenge on Bernard Cooper, who is Tim's dad, Tim's wealthy dad. He ends up getting shot in the chest and getting sent to prison for his um, everything he did. And then lots of themes that were unpacked here include bullying, cyberbullying, attempted suicide, and child abuse. And I guess I will open this up with, um, in my dashboard here, starting with Fahad, in terms of what did you think about the movie? And yes, give it to me hard. <laughs> <laughs> there might be children oh, listening to this. I this season. <laughs> I, I, like, what do you say? We like, 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 hit it, hit it home, or whatever you call it. That's what I meant. Hit it home uh, is gave me more appropriate than give it to me hard. I was not going for dirty. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say with this because this, this, I was really excited to, to see this movie. I say I saw it actually years ago, uh, a few years ago when Cam was born. I never saw it in a theater. So um, and then seeing it again, I didn't realize, I don't think I appreciated the idea of this disturbed guy who also comes some kind of vigilante in a way. I'm thinking oh, so about you've that. Seen, you've seen this movie. Yeah, I just realized about, uh, yeah, as I mentioned last week, about uh, three or four years ago, it came out okay. at a time, I think, and I didn't see it in the theater because I had to stay home for that month. Right. Um, so, yeah, but then I didn't remember a lot of it. So it was a pleasant surprise to see uh, see it again. And I loved it probably even more the second time. So, um, so once again, Fahad, open it up. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I, I actually really liked the movie. I I found my times. It's one of those instances where he's 
the main character is doing really bad things, but you're kind of rooting for him because mm. the, the people he's doing it against are just horrible, terrible people. But then it's like in the reality of it all, it's like, but they're also human and you should never wish ill upon other people. But these other characters are just so terrible. You're like, come on, do do it, do it. What are you doing? Um, you know, I'm not going to get into the plot details until we talk later into it. So I'll just say, I really, I enjoyed it a lot. I did have some difficulty watching some parts of it. Um, you know, you all know me well. I can watch horror movies and gore and all that kind of stuff all the time. I have seen Terrifier 2 a gazillion times now, and that's one of the glorious movies you can ever watch. But when it comes to reality and serious issues, um, it, it still kind of makes me feel very uncomfortable to watch things happen on screen. And I will say the scene where the girl was um, committing or attempting to commit suicide in the bathtub, I had to look away for parts of it. And when I would look back and like just the the um, intensity of the cuts in her arm, like I had to look away. I'm like, I I can't I can't deal with this right now. This is just a lot. Um, so I think it it hit home the seriousness of schools and bullying and just how it's unfortunate that it's a thing that's existed forever, right? They tried to show you that with uh, Mr. Lewis's character that he was bullied as a child and bullying just never, unfortunately, goes away and it comes in different forms. We saw him bullied as a child. We saw him in a way bullying that student for bullying the other students. But then we learned the bully actually was bullied by his dad and it showed you just all these different angles and, you know, tied in other ways of like, you know, the, the other teacher who revealed that she was raped. That's a that's a very, very intense, extreme form of bullying, too. So it was very interesting to just see this movie tackled it from a lot of different angles. And um, I liked kind of where it was going. I felt like I I really wanted at the end to see the uh, bully kid's father to really get it. I wanted to see him to get just get into so much trouble and get what he deserved. Not that he needed to be shot or killed, but I wanted his son to see his son telling the police what happened and watch him get dragged out in handcuffs. Like, I wanted to see that. So that's my only, like, big disappointment with the movie is I wanted the that dad to just really get what he deserved. So I'll leave it at that. But I enjoyed it. It was just there were moments I had to look away, not because it was a bad movie, but because it really hit home the seriousness of what children have to deal with. Yeah, that's interesting. You think of, like, blood and gore, but that, that in a way, that, that's that's hard. And it, that gets hard in itself. The reality, people, you know, reality of bullying stuff like that so yeah thank, thank you Fahad um Ruth you're next in my queue take it take it away okay well um for me it was kind of difficult to watch in certain things of course with me with gore even though it was kind of a different thing as well um I did find it quite depressing so it kind of was hard to watch at times I would say um at first, like when I first started the movie, because they're they're changing between um, the main character, him as a child and as an adult, and then I, at first, I'll, it took me a little while to to make it clear that when they cut to the certain like from the now, what it was that other boy, because I was thinking, is this the same kid that's being bullied from <laughs> from both from kind of from both aspects. And uh -huh. Ruth, it's kind of funny you brought that up that, you know, you were kind of finding it difficult with the the cuts from going back to the past to the present, the past to the present, because I was watching it on Freebie. It also would cut to commercial. 
And that was jarring to me because I thought it, they were doing like a cut to another scene. I'm like, wait. And at one point, it actually cut to people on bleachers. It's a commercial, but it was people on bleachers. And I'm like, wait, why are they at another baseball game all of a sudden? It didn't make sense. They so. did not do a good job transitioning. I watched it on the same thing. And it just was like, wait, is, is this the movie or is this a commercial? Yeah. Not only do we have to deal with cuts of past and present, but also to commercials that fit into the story. potentially. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. It was a good storyline overall, um, and the I feel like the cast did a good job. But um, I don't know if it was just me, the um, Lady Arabella, um, that the teacher um goes out with. I don't even remember her much. Only from I guess like the baseball game i don't know if she was around in the school school halls too maybe she wasn't but they never really showed her in the school like they just showed her in the bleachers when she was being introduced to him and at first i thought she was like another mom yeah, yeah i didn't realize she was a teacher yeah and then you see then her they like talked, when they were out together they were talking about things that were happening at school and i thought well how does she know <laughs> <laughs> she's just like is on the end I but guess. yeah i think those are the only like real scenes we see of her we don't actually see her in the school yeah um so i guess not a whole lot more in that but i guess i just wish i, just I thought knew more you don't even go here <laughs> <laughs> you don't go I here <laughs> more of i know that one guy uh tim was obviously a horrible bully but was there any other backstory of why he decided to pick certain people like daniella to um bully that's her. exactly what i was gonna say i was like i want to know why they were picking on these two kids they don't give you a reason other than she's slow at reading but well, for her, it was a very racist reason yeah, she's um and then well, for the boy it was because he's oh, harder than them because so. of the like pictures they made yeah and the, the words that they use like he used some racist terms about her I didn't hear that. Uh, Tim, he said, and your bleep girlfriend, and it's a... Uh, oh, I missed term. that. Whenever I But, and I think for the boy, um, Preston, is that his name? Mm -hmm. The boy that was bullied? I think yeah. he was bullied because he was smart. And, you know, they're kind of, they're not smart, and he's getting the accolades from the teacher, so they're going to pick on him. He was also sensitive and creative. And uh, Why? Yeah. Why does he take some? Why did he take so many pictures of Tim? I think it was not. I don't think he necessarily took a lot of pictures of Tim all the time. I think they saw from the baseball game because he kept on taking pictures to to blind him. Yeah. Well, they that confused me because at, at, towards the end they did say that there were he had tons of photographs of Tim, like three hundred or something ridiculous. It, it almost seemed like he was obsessed. Um, which confused me because I had only seen him take those pictures because he was specifically trying to throw Tim off his game. I, yeah. I think it was something that the father told the principal. Was he, was he making I, that? I think they I made felt, it I up. I thought maybe he was making yeah. it up. They okay. were trying to make up like, oh, Tim was doing it in self-defense. This kid's a stalker. Like, you know, they, I think they were oh, okay. making it up. All right. That's what I thought. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess. Lies, the lies. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that's good for for now all right thank you ruth all right then we're gonna move on to eric eric take it away that's me <laughs> i enjoyed the movie it was a little lighter than i thought it was going to be actually going in uh <laughs> like lighter yeah uh, 
a little bit in subject matter, but um, but mostly in scripts, like just sort of, um, I don't know, I, I found it a bit superficial sometimes at, on the subjects that they were covering. And, um, but I did, uh, I love David Dustmalshen and he, his performance is amazing. And I like how it wraps up at the end. But uh, I think for the first half of the movie, at least, you I, you don't really know what kind of movie you're necessarily seeing. <laughs> and even, you know, the bad guy, Bernie, uh, played by Kevin Pollock, the, you know, Tim Cooper's father, even he seems like he's just like a reasonable person, like a nice guy. It's not, no big deal. Uh, so, and I also thought that uh, they had this theme you know, they sort of, uh, I guess, framed the whole story with this, this, uh, this, this plot device of him teaching the students about the Merchant of Venice. And uh, so, you know, several times on screen in, uh, during his actual classes, but also the class he teaches at the end, you see that, uh, that diagram, that matrix, those are both the wrong words for it, but that he's written up on the whiteboard about heroes and villains and what makes a hero and what makes a villain. And what he's trying to teach the class is that the characters in the story are kind of, in a way, both heroes and villains. They're both doing bad things to each other. So how do you determine, like, you know, from, from one character's perspective, they are the good guy. They're the victim. But from another character's perspective, they're the victim. And uh, they, so they, I, that was a little uh, heavy handed of a, of, a, of a motif for me. But it did make sense, and I appreciated it, uh, you know, because he talks about how, I, how you know, Tim, I mean, he learns firsthand that who he thought was a supervillain, Tim, was a kid going through something that he didn't know about previously. So Tim is a villain, but he is also a victim. He's both at the same time. And, and then I think he realizes himself, you know, that he's got the, a gun on this kid, and he's kind of he's gone a little too far that he he's been a victim. He's been bullied by this student, by the student's father, but also his whole life. And as a child, but he's also holding a gun to somebody's head right now like, and the boy's crying. So I think he realizes in that moment, in that same moment that he is also a villain and a victim at the same time. Uh, the one person they don't give that credit to is, is Tim's father. Uh, there's no real like character arc for that guy. He, he's just a dick, but um but, and I did appreciate the very last scene where he's uh, the class is dismissed at the prison and he actually the, the guard says, OK, uh, was it the inmate time to go? And he's like, just let me clean up. And he takes the, the eraser and starts to wipe away that diagram that you've seen the whole movie, because I think he's that's sort of like uh, subconsciously he's saying, like, I get it now. Like, I'm not the good guy. I'm not the bad guy. Maybe nobody is a good guy or a bad guy, but we all have a problem treating each other the right way i guess so um but i did enjoy it and um i think i have more to say later that those are my general thoughts though eric i just want to touch on when you brought up about like you know with tim then they showed like he actually isn't like a super villain he's a villain but he you know had this backstory of what his father did the abuse he did to him but i i just want to bring it up here and we can talk about it more in detail especially shelly after you go and give your thoughts too but i just I don't like that they want us to, it kind of is trying to be like, okay, be sympathetic towards him when he's a horrible, horrible person. And if if he's being abused at home, that doesn't mean he should go around and turn around and abuse other people. Exactly. You can make a decision for yourself to let it stop there and not continue that cycle to other people. He doesn't need to go and literally stab a kid in the back in a bus. Like 
he punctured the kid's back, you know, like that's seriously a horrible thing to do. Did anyone else think that had to be a long needle? Those bus seats are thick. Like, how did it get all the way through? Well, I was just thinking this kid has a hole in his back yeah. now. Like that's yeah, that had to be a, a knitting needle. And it just happened to be that needle. nobody was sitting behind him. Yeah. Uh, thank you for raising that, Fahad, because uh, that was something I wanted to bring up. That was my main gripe with the movie is I I waited the whole movie, especially during that that uh, tense scene in uh, in the nature reserve with the gun. I waited the whole movie for somebody to tell the kid, OK, sure, like you've got some bad things in your life, but these were still your choices. Those may be mm-hmm. reasons not excuse. Yeah. I want him to say it, like him to admit it or or Mr. Lewis to say that to him, like, okay, okay, I get it, but you chose to behave this way to, towards other people. I mean, it's still your choice. You've still done this. It's and um, and that didn't happen. And missed it opportunity. Little, it made it a little better for me because honestly, that kid was a pretty good actor. I hated him through most of the movie, but when he starts crying and he's really upset and he's being honest with Mr. Lewis and honest with his father back at the house, I started to really feel for him. Like those seem like honest emotions that the actor mm-hmm. was into the character and and not like crocodile tears or like just trying to get out of bad situation and save his his sports career and his life or whatever it seemed like he was honestly like just at it had reached his limit and was broken and i was so okay i get that i still want someone to tell him i like i want to hear him admit i think that's the problem is we want accountability i want to hear him acknowledge that it's it was still his choice to treat these people this way and he almost ruined these two i mean he kind of in a way did ruin these two kids lives they'll never be the same well like the boy the boy is blind he's blind he can't he's not. be a photographer anymore these things, <clears throat> actual literal scars and these traumatic events are going to follow these kids forever. So, yeah. I mean, that is not... It was It was a big teachable moment that they missed. Yeah, yeah. I think it would have been nice to have that that be a part of the conversation. So so thank you for bringing that up. That, that did bother me. The, the other thing was you mentioned something about um, his dad. Uh, oh, how you kind of wanted him to just pull the trigger and kill him. I did too. Oh. And I was actually saying to the television... Just shoot him! Like, why are you like? Yeah. Without it now, just shoot oh. the dad. I said the opposite. <laughs> I said, I, not that I wanted his, him to die or get shot. I wanted him to be dragged away in handcuffs. Yeah. Well, my <laughs> point is, you wanted him. You wanted some tangible accountability. Yes, I wanted something to happen. Sometimes I feel like killing and dying is an easier way out. Like he needs to suffer for what he did in jail. Do you, you know what a nice sort of uh, karmic? Uh, redrafting of the scene would have been when when the father picks up that gun that he has on display to shoot the the teacher if the gun had sort of gone off in his hand because it was an antique and shouldn't have been used as a real gun in the first place and it like blew away his hand and he's sort of slumped in blood and it's like that's what you get for trying to be an asshole about shit you know actually thought his son was going to jump in front of the first bullet I thought his son was going to actually just shoot him because, I mean, it seems like mm-hmm. uh, it was pretty bad, like sadistic abuse, not just like, oh, I I rough you up when I get home every day and it's, right. it's pretty bad. It was like really like, I don't want to use the word clever, but insidious and sadistic you know, kinds of abuse. It's like gross. It's it's, yeah. like, it's like a whole other level. So anyway, I'm done, finally. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Eric. Um, and uh Shelly your thoughts so I'll be Debbie Downer I didn't I didn't like the movie 
I, I think because um, I like Fahad, uh, so much of it made me so uncomfortable. And then kind of like Eric was saying, I think some of the things were too on the nose. The bullying was too on the nose. Like a lot of things weren't, they were just very like what you would expect. Like this is what bullying is. And it, it just, it, it didn't, and then it didn't give you any reason why are they bullying these besides the guy being smart. Well, there's plenty of smart people. It doesn't, you know, it just didn't make sense. And then the end drove me crazy because the, he gets shot. He gets shot right in the chest. He would die in like, two minutes he'd bleed out um and what happened to the dad like why what what you didn't have any follow-up on on what and then he had to if if he survived this horrible gunshot he then he's in prison like what for what like what did they arrest him for aside from Oh, my brain just kept going like attempted murder. Did he go in for attempted murder? Why is he in for so long? Like he did, he didn't make that. He consciously made the choice not to kill these people. How long? And obviously he, he, but I don't know if I caught it. If they told us how long he would be in. They didn't, but you would think that if he's, if he's able to teach in prison, yeah. like he's got to be in prison. He's not just in jail. That's just, that part didn't, it just bothered me. I didn't, I, it didn't wrap up for me in a way that I even understood. Like it, it just, when he got shot, I was like, you're kidding. <laughs> After all of this, like, and what was the story showing? I mean, he was clearly crazy. He had a lot of things going on. His wife divorced him, but then they brought in this other teacher that he went on dates with but why was he such a jerk to her like he what was the purpose of that like it, it just felt kind of messy no and i think he's already disturbed from things he doesn't he's kind of like he doesn't know how to relate he relate with students but just relating to people on a personal level and relationship level he's kind of like i guess like socially backwards in that way i, I got a social backwards feel from him too especially I but given what it happened is except for his good he, he's she's trying to be you know impress impress her but it's it's he's coming off as kind of nuts and he's not aware of that because he already guess he's already had some social ineptness going on that's my that's my take on it well he's so. not he was socially pretty good with her i i don't think he was trying to impress her i think that it was just he was so angry at the time about the things that were going on and he was he wanted to live in his anger and and express his anger and she was trying to tell him that um in order to really like live and move on with your life you have to learn to put the anger somewhere else and and just let it go and uh, then then he made, made that bad i sort of agreed with him when he made the comment about her rape about how you know you know if it were me i would stay angry and i would probably do something to the person i wouldn't just sort of like swallow it and let it go but he made the mistake of of kind of blaming her for for anything that that guy may have done after he got yeah that was wrong for him to say that yeah. put it on her like that's like, why she was like fuck you and walked away because she, he made it like her fault if he abused somebody later because yeah. because she didn't just sit there she said she went to the police like yes. they the system failed her 
So what more? She's not going to go and kill him. Like, and he can't expect that that's what she's going to go do and then blame her because, oh, well, since you didn't go and kill him or, you know, mutilate him in some way, he's going to go do this other women. It's your fault. And I was like, I, and he said it obviously, because that's in his mind, what he needs to go do to stop these bullies. He's going to take in his own hands, but it's like, you can't expect every, yeah, he was just in his own head, but he said a horrible thing to her and she had every right to walk away the way she did. And I also hated that, um, so he takes this child, this teenager, out to this nature preserve. <laughs> and then he's about to shoot him. But then they end up making friends on the way home. He's like, I'm going to give you a ride home and we're going to chat like you didn't just, I didn't just try to murder it, it was, you. It did seem kind of awkward, that drive home. And when he pulled up to the kid's house, I was like, wait a second. I like, know. And then the kid didn't run in and tell his parents hey, my teacher just kidnapped me. He's like, well, the battery, car battery died. Well, no, your teacher. I wonder if like all this stuff, sorry, Takiya, go on. Other they reached that understanding after he found he was abused, he decided to tell his honest teacher. I thought that's why he didn't say anything when he went home. I wonder if they somehow just, they edited out all the important conversation and dialogue. Like maybe he did tell him that lesson of, well, because you're being abused, you shouldn't do it to other people. Do you see what you're doing is exactly what you're doing? You know, it made him realize it was like, I'm so sorry. And they had like a heart to heart, but they didn't show any of that. But I think you're right. It doesn't make up for it. Be Just because your life Mm-mm. is so horrible. Why are you doing this? Like right. you are, you almost caused the one boy to die and the girl tried to kill herself. Like, do you understand, you know, how can you be so stupid? Yeah. Um, yeah. And can I also just say throughout um, the last part of the movie when he was enacting his plan, I, I was like, okay, so he's just slashing the kid's tires. Like I thought that was his only plan. Like he's going <laughs> to slash the tires and now the kid can't go anywhere. And it's like, That's oh, I thought. you know, but then he, I'm like, oh, wait. Okay, he's walking him back to the kid's car. That's odd. Oh, he's going to get in a car with him to like maybe tell himself. But I was like, wait, where's he taking him now? Wait, he's going to, it was just, it was like a snowball that was just getting bigger and bigger as it went on. But that's why I guess I got so upset with why is he in jail? Because the kid wasn't about to tell on him. He didn't turn him in. He didn't tell his parents. So what did he go to jail for? Unfortunately, it could be that his, since his father is such a big deal with the police and everything. Sorry. His father shot him right in the chest. But in his own house, in self-defense. And the father has a lot of pull. I don't know what sentences you get for these things, but it's home invasion and assault with a deadly weapon. And and also, but they would have to press charges. I guess. Well, he would have pressed charges. Father would have. I don't know. The son may not have. But if the son. Him. Oh, I guess, but the son and the mother, it help. seemed like they were, I don't know. The, okay. So what I, I bet you the mom is caught in the abuse as well. So she probably is was so afraid of him? mental state is afraid and didn't speak up. And I, you know, the father could have said something like, son, if you say anything, I'll kill your mom. You know, like he, he's that kind of yeah. person that could have threatened his mom. Well, see, they could have fixed all of this by just showing him. <laughs> Well, if there was a trial, I'm sure that uh, that the abuse came to light because they would have uh, uh, Mr. Lewis, the teacher, would have had to testify and he would have talked about, you know, the reasons why he decided it was necessary, why he felt it was necessary to come into that house with a gun because the father is horribly abused. But he called 911, remember? He said, 
one of my students' fathers has a gun and he's he's abusing him. True. So that's it's, it's already on. The, so it would have been part of the trial, and so, um, so they would have known some of the details about like how he found out, or you know, and it may have you know depending on what the kid said. If the kid was put on the stand, he may have had to admit that that uh, Mr. Lewis had taken him to the nature preserve, and and that's where where. He, where he had been but who knows if he would have lied for him or if he just decided yeah. because mr lewis told him at the end when he was dying <laughs> and the kid the kid said what should i do and he was talking to his teacher and the teacher said just tell the truth and he meant like when they ask you when the cops come inside and they ask you what's going on just tell them exactly what happened you don't need to lie for me or for anyone else and so i'm sure the, the kid just told him everything that happened yeah so, and there's a lot there if the kid did tell them everything, because you could even say like the fact that he impersonated a girl to get in a minor to come meet yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, that's and true. If, if, and depending on the pictures that's that bad. Tim sent back, if Tim sent- Oh gosh, child pornography. Yeah, yeah, so that slashing tires, kidnapping, threatening him with a gun, hit beating him, threatening him with a gun, then home invasion, pulling a gun on the guy, like all of that added up. All right, I got you. I got you. Probably got pretty bad, yeah. <laughs> but it is one of those. I love it. Uh, it's the first episode of season three, and we've already got classic Shelley, who wants the full backstory, the full front story. <laughs> I need. Like, need to, why are they skipping all these details? <laughs> and of course, defending children. <laughs> yes. Okay. Thank you. Um, one of the themes was the most difficult to encounter in the movie for you guys in terms of like which one in particular like, like oh, you mentioned when she you know suicide attempted suicide um like any anything else stands out in particular any scene stands out that was particularly like you know gut-riching or just kind of yeah i just you know. i just want to add on to the suicide one as to um as to why it's uh so like I, why i feel that way when i watch it is and I know, I think with some of us, we've had these discussions before, but I always just, suicide is just such a permanent solution to get away from problems. And I always feel like there's better ways, there's more ways, there's other ways out of things than suicide. And I just feel horrible for people when they think that that's their only solution or their only way out. So it just made me feel terrible for this girl that, you know, she's going through all of this, like, and I, I see where she was coming from in the fact that, like, okay, they put up this site. Oh, they brought it down. Everything's fine. But once it's online, it lives there forever. Forever, yes. It's all there. And this poor girl, like, it's going to follow her. Like, people will, when she goes to college, people will find it in college. When she's at work, people will find it at her job. Um, so it's just, it's, I feel terrible though, that that's the only way out that she feels like she can take. It seems like she and her brother had a good relationship. I'm like her brother, she could have talked to him. Like, I don't think she needed to do what she had to do or that felt that she had to do. So that just makes me feel uncomfortable. Any scenes like that, like Kia 13 going on 30, when they finally show the scene where she commits suicide, that was very hard for me to just sit through and watch. Like I had to look away and I'm like, I can't. So that that topic is just very uncomfortable because I always feel like you can have one more day, one more day, you can turn things around. And it's just, I feel terrible for people who in their minds that they feel that's the only solution. So any scenes like that always makes me uncomfortable. So I, th I say that 
And then the scene where they pull up on um, the boy and beat him up so bad. Yeah. Even the back of the head with a rock and then beat him up. Like those scenes, it was just, they were bad. Hard to watch. They make it sound like uh, Tim didn't really do much, that it was his two friends who did a lot of the most like uh, egregious acts of abuse, even like setting up the site, if, if what Tim said was true. And they're apparently the ones that decided to beat a Preston in order to protect their friend, Tim. So it's interesting that we don't really get, they get very little screen time. We don't learn anything about them. I don't even know what their last names are. I don't know what their personalities are, except asshole, you know, so. And why, yeah, why would they do that on his behalf or his? Well, well and that's, that's also <laughs> what sports team support, right? Like, well, And also though, that's the story we were given by Tim, yeah. by his dad. Because Tim did stab the kid. He's the one who did the stabbing in the back in the bus. So yeah. we don't know. Maybe Tim was one of the two who beat him up. Maybe Tim was involved in putting some of the pictures up. Uh, but he just didn't want to spoil yeah, yeah. the career aspiration. Well, I think he admits to some of that, though, under duress in the nature preserve, though. So I, 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 tend, to, I tend to believe that it's true that he's not the one who actually beat Preston or even told them to that they were doing it because they were mad that they were fucking with the you know star pitcher <laughs> or he told them to do it well I don't know but I, I don't think that he told them to do it. He, he said never he know he could be the leader um yeah but uh so for me uh I mean a lot there were a lot of you know moments all the bullying was difficult but every time they're calling someone the f-word of course, I'm like, ugh, gross. Yeah. I found it very ironic. They were calling everyone the F word, except for the coach who was actually gay. <laughs> <laughs> somehow I was like, oh, okay, he doesn't get picked on. But um, but all these people who are actually trying to have relationships with women are being called the F word all the time. I still hear that now. I hated that. It's like, it's with each other. What? I hear that now with kids joking with each other. You can still hear that. Yeah, you know, throwing around, so... That's unfortunate. Ruth and Shelley, any parts that stood out to you in terms of particularly disturbing or themes? Um, I don't think that I have a a, a different one to add. That the the bullying didn't disturb me. It was just made me so mad because I hate I hate that kids can be so mean to each other for no reason or nobody teaches empathy like think about put yourself in that person's shoes and think about what they have to go through yeah that's why I just didn't understand I guess I didn't understand why they were made like there's no reason for it and of course the suicide it was that was really upsetting I didn't understand why she rinsed the scissors off when she went into the bathroom I knew I felt like it was coming it's like why rinsing the scissors off (laughs) (laughs) you know they don't need to be clean well, the reason is bad parents. I mean, we saw one kid's bad parent, but uh, I'm sure the yeah. other kid, uh, they have shitty parents who taught them bad, uh, gave them bad examples to live by as well. I mean, that scene where uh, Kevin Pollock comes to Dust Malshan's house uh, and it seems very nice, but then he threatens him. It, oh, that was the most disgusting thing to me. The most disgusting Say, would you pack up your things and go? And uh, you're you're no better than a scuff on my shoe or some some nonsense like that. And 
it actually really upset me that Dust Malshan didn't talk back to him. Like I would not let somebody, I don't care who the hell you are, who you think you are, how important you are in town. You don't get to talk to me that way. I mean, that, that guy is a pathetic loser that he needs to talk to people this way, that he's yeah. about what's happening with his son when he's the reason his son behaves this way. And the way, the reason his son's life is going this way, because you've taught him the wrong lessons in life. And did you all catch, did you all catch the way that he convinced Mr. Lewis to um, let him in the house. He said, I have, I have something very beneficial for both of us to just, and I was like, okay, well, I, it's interesting, but maybe he's going to come up with something real. I, and then he said the stuff he said, I was like, you are just a horrible person. Yeah, he is. And I had a hard time believing. I, uh, I know that I just had a hard time believing that he had so much power in that town. Like, what did he do to gain? I mean, besides being wealthy, he, it's having the right friends. I mean, he and the principal go golfing every weekend. You know, is this a private school or a public school? And he buys influence. Like they said that his name is on one of the school facilities. Yeah. Um, so it must have been a private school because they wouldn't name a gym after. I don't think it was a public school. You could. I, I assumed it was a public school. I, but I assumed it was, but I don't know. I think it was. I think you can. I mean, if if somebody donated something to a public school, uh, I think that you could put their name on it. You know? It would go through probably the board of education or whatever <laughs> the school board. School board? I don't know. Like, I I don't know. Probably That's a good guess. question. But I've never heard of that before. Um, I brought up that conversation in the house because um, uh, because the father used the exact words his son is son had used when he was bullying including the f word and it's like uh and that was like an aha moment for me i was like oh my god this is exactly where he gets it he's learned he's learned how to treat and communicate with other people from his father's example you wonder why would you copy someone who what did he make him run on the treadmill until he threw up all over himself is that why his feet were all torn up no well, he I said he, he like said he, he like beat him on, on this whips on him. His feet yeah yeah and he locked him in a furnace room, which I guess if you have a big enough house, you have a furnace room. But that phrasing <laughs> kind of threw me because it was like, in a furnace room? Oh, it's a mansion. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we have a utility. <laughs> you know? It's that the boiler was- room where Freddy Krueger is, you know? <laughs> you catch it, that was the day that he took the picture of him and threw him off his, his game. That's when he locked him in the room. So in a way, that was the fault of the Preston without meaning to like he yeah. caused him to get to be abused because he threw him off his game that day by taking pictures that's when he ended up in the boiler room yeah I was, I was torn on that i was proud of preston for yeah. such a clever way to fight back but then i also yeah. thought like aren't you kind of you're messing with somebody now too. he was too i was just thinking yeah. that he's bullying too in a way but then i had another <laughs> thought like if you're like uh you want to be a professional baseball player do people, you know, do flashes from cameras outside of the diamond really, like, should you be like, shouldn't. <laughs> like, why is this getting to you so much? But <laughs> yeah. I think it's because his father was watching and the scout was there and it was just yeah. like, too much at once, too much pressure at once for him. I'm surprised none of the other players saw the flash and was like, hey, kid, get off the, <laughs> the move. And but... Tim could have said that. He could have said, I can't pitch. This guy is like, yeah, Tim. yeah, you know? flashing me. I'm being flashed. (laughs) There's another example of a really attractive actor who's supposed to be the bullied nerd. I'm like, come on. (laughs) This kid was so popular in my high school. He kind of reminded me of the the lead boy in Halloween Ends. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Corey. Corey, so. yeah. And no, he's not my recast. <laughs> <laughs> I did contemplate it for a split second last night while watching, but I was like, nah. <laughs> he reminded me a little bit of um oh what's his name from Ready Player One and uh Cyclops. Oh, Cyclops. Um totally missing from my brain. File not found. Yeah. Um Ty Sheridan. Hi, Sheridan. Thank you. Did they say, okay, so when the boy, Preston, ends up in the hospital, did the police not investigate? I'm sure they did, but I, I thought like... Because uh, that's a little bit more than, a little more than boys will be boys. I mean, if you're not, if you're missing your eye or your eyes, and you're in the hospital. His glasses for, went into his eye, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. the I think... What I thought was interesting about that bullying moment at the nature preserve was that they like seriously planned this. They apparently rented a white van and dressed in like, you know, head to toe black so they couldn't be recognized. It, this was like some sort of like <laughs> heist level planning to, to yeah. it. And wow. so I wonder if they took it even a step further seriously and, you know, had covered their tracks so well, there was no way to ever really know for sure who had done this. Yeah, doubt there's security cameras around there. Trail cams. And, and they got know. him from the back, so he didn't even see it coming. But they were covered anyway, so he wouldn't have known who it was. But I meant you would have been able to see the van and like get a license plate maybe or something. Yeah. I'm never that observant. Like I, know. I would not be able to tell you what car did whatever and what their license yeah. plate was if it was had four wheels. Yeah. I think. But they couldn't have been the only ones who knew. Like they planned this perfectly without telling anybody else. I, I think Tim knew and he might have bankrolled it. I don't think so. it. Somebody would always I do us. think Tim is the head of this whole thing and he's the one who told them to do this. Yeah. 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 I really think he did. He stabbed the kid in the back with yeah. Yeah. a hole in his back. That is evil. He is evil enough to do that. <laughs> Well, and then they made the the terrible whatever it was. The website. The he tripped. Like, he physically was assaulting this boy already. So what's not to say that he told his two friends, hey, yeah. let's plan this attack on him so he'll shut up forever. I mean, and now I need to know what his dad did that made everybody love him so much. He's just wealthy. Nobody loves him. They just put up with him. I just don't believe it, though. I believe that he's wealthy, but I just don't believe. Well, I mean, there, there are certain people. Everybody's in his pocket. Yeah. Every single person. There are certain people out there who are very, very wealthy that are horrible people. Yet, for some reason, people really love them. And they have a lot of power and get a lot of people on their side. So we, we've seen it at a lot. But they also have a lot scale. of enemies. So just... true, true. There are a lot of enemies, but it hasn't stopped him. Yeah, I Trump. I'm not saying names. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I just, I just um, I, I was gonna say, to your point, Bahad. Like, I, I, I want to believe that he didn't really have anything to do with it, but he did seem nervous in class when Preston was missing, as if he knew that something might have happened to Preston, and he was really nervous about what was about to happen. And so when the people's, you know, the teacher was looking around nervously, and when the uh, the um, whoever that was, superintendent or whoever it was, came into the classroom. You know, he got even more nervous, and 
because uh, I think it's, no matter what, he seemed to know that something bad might have happened to Preston and he knew that it was going to blow back. But see, it seemed like he thought, oh, shit, this is going to blow back on me. And that's why I'm like, I'm really because, you know, if he had planned it, then he would have known, like, he's not going to be in glass. Well, I think I think Tim knew that Pres why Preston wasn't there. Or maybe he didn't think, maybe he thought it would not be a beating so bad. He thought it would be a, the kind of beating where Preston would come to class the next day and would just be bruised. And so when Cl Preston wasn't in class, that's what made him nervous. And he thought, crap, they must have gone too far or something. Or maybe. maybe. I, I mean, they went over the, they, he was like, un like. It hit him in the back of the head with a huge rock. That could kill him right then and there. Yeah. yeah. And his eye. Like, yeah. That was. That's how you kill a Santaran, right? Is it? I don't remember. Back of the neck. Tarn? <laughs> uh, from Doctor Who. Oh, he was like, okay. <laughs> Speaking of pop culture references, did anyone check the chat? I did. <laughs> Debbie Downer. When Shelly said, I hate to be a Debbie Downer. Do <laughs> 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 the face, Shelly. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> She's the best. <laughs> I like the I really like the acting. I like I like the range of emotion that came out of David and um and Tim, all the whoever guys placed Tim. So I thought it was very believable with what everything they're going both going through. Um, I know even though it said Tim was a bully, toward the end when you found he was being bullied, you know, I could feel that emotion and then it was I I don't know. I like I liked that. It was really uh the the just the emotion throughout the the um the scenes the movie so I, I you know like I like things with versatile acting and all this stuff and uh so that's kind of what stood out to me as well so anyway I, I agree for the most part I think the acting was really good for a lot of them for some mm -hmm. reason the actress who played that teacher Arabella there's something that I don't know maybe it's just her facial expression she always looks like she's smelling something bad yeah she does. yeah <laughs> Yeah, and it's like, and I mean, I feel bad saying that because that's just probably her her face. <laughs> I'm, I'm just not judging her looks, but I'm like trying to. It's just she looks like she's always upset, no. mad, which is ironic because the whole point of her story is that she's not letting anger dictate her life. So it's I was like, they angry. needed something different to really get that across and make that impactful because she's not looking that way. I agree, but then I kind of kind of got into it because I I'm tired of people who are acting and they just kind of act the same character like an archetype that exists and so many other actors have played them. So when somebody's uh, performance style is just a little bit different, even if it's kind of hard for some people to get into, I'm like I like that because at least if she's going to be on screen, it's a it's something completely different. I'm not seeing the same performance from you know a dozen other actors that do the same part. So, but yeah, it was at first I was like, well, she's making some strange faces. I can't tell if she's disgusted by everything or if she actually likes any of these people. She friends with these people? I don't know. Well, I'm glad I'm not the only one who noticed at least the face. I know. <laughs> Did you think it was weird when Mr. Lewis goes to the hospital to see um, Preston, right? And Daniela? And then they just start kissing in front yeah. of him. He's just. This he's is there. where I. Take my leave. <laughs> yeah. This is my I, did you guys notice when Excuse me. exit stage left? <laughs> I think get James, a rim. <laughs> yeah. But you got one. I think, okay. I think James saw that and like felt like, 
something you see something there where he was he felt like he was unwanted briefly or something like that like he felt like he was he wanted to be more involved with them but he saw that they were involved with each other you see that brief moment of like okay i'm gonna get ready to go now that's that's pretty Just, yeah like that maybe he maybe he realized maybe i've gotten over involved in these teenage yeah. lives yeah so i thought that was yeah just a little brief moment there yeah oh well i did want to ask um about jock the idea of jocks and like how did they play out when we were in school but but we all went to school because stuff for eric so i'll pose this to you eric when you were in high school was there a sense of a mean jock or did everyone kind of do their own thing um I, I often feel like high school on in television uh, or film is a little over you know it's like a little just a little though like some of these things do happen but of course you know in a in a encapsulated narratives you know you know encapsulated narrative you of course have to like hit all those moments all at once and it might be like throughout a whole school year but you know it makes it seem a lot more intense so it's not like i mean i was i was bullied a little bit but not as bad as some of my um some of my um what are the co-students what's the word i'm looking for my co-students colleagues Classmates, classmates, classmates. Jeez. The only word I never forget is anomia, which is about forgetting words. Um, so, you know, so like somebody picked me up and threw me in the ball once, and I got pushed once, and those kinds of things. But as far as jocks, like they always had this intimidating nature, and you didn't really want to bother with them. It was usually um, not like the 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 lead sports people but like sort of the second string or people who wanted to be in sports um probably came from poorer families than the privileged you know captains of sports those are the ones that usually walk through the school kind of messing with people like they needed they feel like they needed to mess with people and it's about the insecurity i think when you most people who aren't being abused by their kevin pollock father when you have that much money, there's not much you need to worry about. So you're not insecure about anything. So why are you treating people like shit? It's the people who don't have much and they feel like they could lose everything that want to like project that onto other people and treat them badly. There was even like, I think he was the captain of the football team. If I remember correctly, I tried to block out when I was in high school, but he was uh, like surprisingly nice to me on more than one occasion, like privately. And I was like, I don't know, you would have thought like he could have been as, as big a dick as he wanted, but he wasn't. And I think also, I think like you were saying, I think TV plays into that where you get like a perception of what you think someone's going to be like, but they're not really like that. Yeah. For us, it's a little harder because we were at such a small school that we didn't really have like the jocks or in that traditional sense that you think of and all. I mean, our our cross country captains, right? You were on the well, I, well, I was going to say our senior year cross country captains were jerks and bullied everybody. <laughs> Just kidding. Me and Shelly. We oh were my gosh, you guys. I know you did. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we didn't, and I don't, I know there was bullying in terms of like name yeah. calling and saying stuff to people, but I can't personally recall if there was any physical bullying between that guys did i might i think i've heard like an instance where a girl might have slapped another girl i don't know and then there was that instance where i'm not going to say names because i don't want to be held liable for spreading anything (laughs) one student gave x lax to another student telling them it was a car and that Uh, could go really yes that's um, that was pretty yeah bullying so 
but beyond that, I don't know, like physical, like beating people up or that kind of stuff that went down. But again, such a small school. If anything like that happened, you would know exactly who did it. Yeah, you know, with the doc thing, we were all jocks. We, everyone did was involved somehow in small school. Everybody did some kind of sport. Most people did some kind of sport or in the choir or in the, the theater. So yeah. everybody it just, which I, which, that's one thing I liked about it too, versus coming from collegiate where they were defined jocks and defined right. nerd, defined this and that because larger. So And again, just because I'm saying there wasn't any explicit physical bullying that doesn't. Oh, mean- I know, I know. Oh, no, I know, but like, yeah. our school probably had a lot of emotional bullying and manipulative bullying going on between students, parents and students, teachers and students, teachers and teachers, <laughs> teachers and parents. Yes. Small of a community. Yeah. Well, there's always there's always at least one kid in, in a class, probably usually more than one, who's just odd enough that people can't help but sort of like, I don't know, be a l- just like low key cruel to them just hate that i hate that i hate that just ignoring them like sometimes that's a, a form of abuse it's just it is. ignoring them like they don't exist oh don't want to deal with it but you know I, i'm not trying to throw anyone under the bus but didn't someone on this call like it prank at least one person like that who sort of you might describe when you're in high school as begging to be fucked with <laughs> yeah i mean thank you eric you're welcome <laughs> you know, just let's, let's have an honest conversation <laughs> The forms right. bullying can take. And the I people- know, but there was, you know, there was a certain student that was obsessed with, was it Hanson? And I pretended that I got an autograph from them and she oh! got excited. Oh, yeah. you know, it was a very jerky thing to do. But granted, <laughs> I was also friends with this person. So it was a, a jokey thing to do with her. Like I was a, I was a friend of this person's. And even years later, years later, years later, I was friends with her until I realized just how much of a racist person this girl is, and I cut ties with her. Now we so all know who the real bully is in the long run. Now, now we I, all know she deserves it. I remember, I remember it was those Backstreet Boys and 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 um and sync. No, and this Backstreet Boys. When did Hanson get in there? Oh, it was Hanson before it was Backstreet Boys. There was a band of boys. This person. Oh, who didn't love Hanson? I loved Hanson. <laughs> exactly (laughs) i don't think i to my memory right now i don't think i ever bullied anyone there were some people that i did try to like avoid um and partly that was like i didn't want to be guilty you know i was trying to get the target off of my back and uh, i didn't want a bigger target on my back by you know being associated Mm -hmm. with certain people um and there was like this one kid who was I think he may have been a little mentally challenged. We didn't really know the terms back then for some of the, you know, the the wide range of difficulties a person might face. So I would don't wouldn't know what it was, but he once called me up out of the blue at my home. And my first question was, how did you get my number? <laughs> I tried to be very nice about it. Uh, and he said that he had taken it off of, I used to have a tag on my saxophone so that if I ever got lost, somebody could call to find out where to, return it he had just taken that i mean that's kind of a creepy thing to do right he had just yeah like, oh, I, didn't, wow. I didn't tell him he could call me <clears throat> um but and you know I, I thought about it a lot since then because i thought you know i was trying to protect myself and i didn't really you know i had no i didn't have an interest in being friends with him but i didn't know how to i, I probably didn't probably wasn't as nice about it as i could have been and that probably wasn't great for him 
but I don't know if I can think of anything that would be worse that I did to anybody. I was too busy trying to be quiet and not get bullied myself. Well, I will say that I regret not bullying, but not speaking up when I saw, not speaking up more, more strongly when I saw things, other people being treated in a terrible way. And I regret not doing that. And, but and, and Shelly, I will say in your defense, though, you did when you saw certain things. Obviously, we're not going to go into details here, but you spoke up and when True. it was a hard situation yeah. to do because of the people involved. And you stood up for the wronged person who also happens to be the racist person I cut ties with. Yes. <laughs> Why are we defending the wrong? Why person? did I defend her? <laughs> but but um, no, you did the right thing. And even like with. And unfortunately, there are instances where power, quote unquote, power gets people away with certain things. You know, yes. there's other student where something was brought up against them and I went and defended them, like saying, nope, th that's all lies. This person didn't do what is being claimed against them. But the higher ups didn't listen to even my testimony on it. And that person got in trouble for something they didn't do. Um, and maybe unfortunately, their maybe their father was Bernie Cooper, and maybe I was just thinking yeah. that well, I take back everything I said. <laughs> Power <laughs> does get you some. Now that I think yeah. about it, I can get. Unfortunately, yeah, we've seen that in play. Yeah. Um, but it it's it's unfortunate that that kind of stuff does happen, um, yeah. and it still happens today in schools. Is it that time again? <clears throat> Was on the tip of my tongue, Eddie. <laughs> okay, it's that time again for ba -ba -ba -bam! recast. We close each episode with the recast game, where we each play casting director or ch and choose a different actor from any era, living or dead, to portray the character in the film instead. First up is I will go backwards to forwards on my cue here. I am going to recast Mr. Lewis, but I am going to pretend that it's Mrs. Lewis. And um, I would put Amy Adams, who is my favorite, favorite actress. And if she's not yours, then she should be. I thought it would be interesting to think about that movie with a woman in that role how would it change it i like that i think that would be very compelling actually shelly i was gonna do that but i i i, no way. I, I decided i was like <laughs> i couldn't think of like what actress um but i like amy adams i want to mention but uh, uh the you said miss uh, miss lewis um the girl that played her she was in little giants really movie was she little in little giants she was little. She won. She was like the tomboy girl that wanted to. Um, she tried to be a little girly, but not really. She wanted to be play, be like one of the boys, basically. And uh, you ever saw Little Giants? That's her. I don't think I've seen Little Giants. Who played? Who? Who was this? Donna something. That was the one that was Mrs. Lewis that that they got divorced. Oh, let me look like her. I mean, they don't tell us much about their marriage, but she just seems like kind of a bitch she did she seemed awful maybe the whole story is different but it seemed like well we didn't know enough about that either I, I, had different, 
I had a different take on that. I felt she she was, you know, had put up with his anger man. Oh my gosh, that is her from Little Giants. You don't believe me, Vaughn? <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm, it's, yeah, I looked at the picture. I was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's like, oh, that is her. Yeah. I had a different take on that. I felt that she was kind of just done with his, um, his, his, he had anger issues. So I felt like she was just done. I didn't think she was a bitch, but no, I, I mean, everyone has good, it's good to have different views on things, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't see that of her. So on a different side. I haven't, I haven't thought about Little Giants. That had Rick Moranis and um, Ed O'Neill. Oh, yes. I remember that movie. Oh. Shelly, I like, I agree. With, I think, it, like you said, it would have been very interesting to see how the dynamics would have played out had the te- had it been a Mrs. Lewis. Yeah. And kind of the interactions with the bullies and the principal and the kids, Tim's father. Like, would he have said the things to a woman that he said to a man or would he have been, you know, been interesting? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Eric, would you be cast? Oh, I haven't gone yet. <laughs> uh, so I decided uh, I liked actually who was cast in most of the roles. So I decided to cast a minor character, the coach. <clears throat> and I I wanted to cast him with this actor that I'm in love with. <laughs> like you do. Anyway, he his uh, the actor's name is Derek Wolf. And he's most famous for being on, on uh, no, not, no, Derek Wilson. He played Wolf on Future Man. Uh, he's most recently appeared on Gen V. Uh, so whenever you guys catch up on that, the, the boys spinoff, you'll, you'll catch him in an episode. Because uh, he's very sexy and he would make a good coach, but I also like thinking of him as gay. So it would make me happy. Well, thank you, Aaron. Um, Ruth. Well, for my recast, I thought about maybe um, recasting um, Tim's father, Bernard Cooper, and maybe making him even a kind of a different kind of um, strong char- character. I thought, maybe, what about Sil- Sylvester Stallone? Oh, yeah. <laughs> How intimidating. Oh, that would have been interesting. Very intimidating. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, I think I would have liked that. <laughs> I would assume it's Bob Ties, which Shelly might answer the question about why everyone's afraid. <laughs> <laughs> he has a new documentary out about his career called Sly. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen it. I saw what's on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, but Ruth, I almost recast Kevin Pollock too, just because I'm used to seeing Kevin Pollock be a comedian. It was so. weird seeing him being a bad guy. Yeah. yeah. But he did. I think he did a really good job. Oh, I yeah. hate him. <laughs> versatility yes what's, what's kevin pollock's best role there's only one right answer i'm trying to remember another one i've seen him wayne's in. world no wrong <laughs> it was um, playing a brownie in willow oh i i didn't see it yeah i don't know <laughs> <laughs> scream ale or beer or both anyway little drunk kevin pollock as a brownie on willow is one of my fondest memories What's a brownie? They're the really tiny people in Willow. Oh, okay. There's brownies. There's there's Isn't a. Isn't that also another word for like a Girl Scout? Yeah. <laughs> Before you're a a Girl Scout, you're a brownie. A brownie. Okay. I was picturing him in like a little Girl Scout's outfit. <laughs> <laughs> but it was the '80s, so you know. Thank you, Ruth, and Fog. Yeah, so <laughs> probably no shock 
that I'm going to recast Arabella. <laughs> okay. I just need somebody who can be a little strong, but also look a little happy at times. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, Fahad, would she be prettier if she smiled more? Really? <laughs> oh, she would look. <laughs> no, but she would look happier if she smiled more. Oh, that how misogynistic. Hit. That's not misogynistic. <laughs> if you smile, you means you're happy. If you're happy, you should smile. Hey, if baby. Happy, <laughs> if you're <laughs> happy and you know it, smile your face. Isn't that how it's <laughs> <a> going? <laughs> <laughs> if Make you're your happy face and you know it, smile your face. I'm, I'm sorry, Fahad. I know if anyone were to come into this episode completely blind, they would think I'm trying to character assassinate you. <laughs> I know, <laughs> the you whole episode. <laughs> so, Eric, uh, Let's talk about recent bullying. <laughs> <laughs> Two indications of it tonight already. Um, I feel victimized and I am going to need to have a sit down with you to discuss. Um, Glad you don't have a gun because we are near a, a nature preserve. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, so I'm going to recast Arabella with the actress Stephanie Shu from everything everywhere all at once and from um the marvelous ms mazel oh i like her how was everything like all at once so sorry to jump in there i was curious you guys seen that it, oh it's an amazing movie everybody should very, watch it every day all like, at once it everybody it everywhere yes, well, should watch it thank you bod um my recap i recast i said recast james lewis with uh, Joaquin Phoenix. So, like, his role was kind of a mousy man turned Joker and the Joker. And he was, at one point, very... I remember him expressing a long range of emotion and stuff in his face for how he's being treated and how he likes society and all. And that kind of reminded me of um, David's character. So, yeah. I remember, again, similar thing. He was getting... I'm not to give too much away about Joker, but he was a similar bullying situation and he kind of got revenge a little bit um so yeah so that's my recast Hokeen Phoenix with uh, James as Hokeen Phoenix uh I think I think the movie would have gotten a lot more press I'd be a lot more scared of that character yeah that's thank you that's what I'm like in my mind he's he has has, like I said a, a that that crazy face it's a handsome face but it's like a crazy face like if he especially gets mad that makes sense. Like, you guys, yeah. did you guys watch Space Camp growing up? I never heard of it. Long time ago. I think I so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Less, well, Joaquin Phoenix was the kid, the, the lead kid. Hmm. But uh, back then, I think he still went by Leaf. Leaf Phoenix? All of his brothers and sisters have hippie names. River, Leaf, Rainbow. Oh, yeah. But I think he changed it later. I don't know why he changed it. I think it's kind of unique. Hmm. It's time to rate. Okay, everybody, let's go ahead and rate the movie from zero to five. Uh, Once you are done rating, uh, put your thumbs up so I know you're done. And then I'll count down from three, two, one to zero. And then on the row of zero, hit enter. Okay, I see everybody's thumbs are up. So three, two, one, zero. Wow, wow, wow. Here it comes. Wow, very... uh, The truth. Ruth? (laughs) Very... um, (laughs) I don't think we've seen we had two people with the same rating, two other people with the same rating, and one person in between. A sandwich. I thought Shelly, you, yours would be lower because you didn't like it. So I didn't, I didn't know. I thought you'd be, yours would be lower. I think you get two. I think it's a good three. 
Well, may I read them out loud? Shelly, read for me, please. All right. So Fahad gave it a four. Eric, a 3.25. Shelly, a three. Ruth, a three. And Takia, a four. I'm the creamy filling in the sandwich. It's a cookie <laughs> sandwich. If you, if you didn't know, it's a cookie sandwich. <laughs> so the average for this one is a 3.45. Good. That sounds pretty good. Takia, is that not what you were hoping? No, I like it's good. I said I said it's good. It's it's awesome. Because like I said, I I heard yeah. Overall, it, it was some some pretty good positive stuff. And then um yeah, that that's exactly much. Hey, Takia, yeah. it was awesome. You love the acting. Yeah. <laughs> you gave it a four. <laughs> um, there's some things that I think like I want. More like more of a petty type stuff, like um, when she like was so I don't know how to explain like it, when she rinsed the scissors off. <laughs> oh, <not yet. laughs> oh, I know one scene I think where she she saw the stuff on on the social media and I didn't no one around her reacted like no one no one laughed or yeah it was kind of weird it's like did anyone see it like I thought they were looking mean, at her like they they were laughing they were look. Only two girls laughed. Okay, maybe I need to see a part yet. Okay. I thought this is, yeah, I don't know. I mean, four is good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was just curious. Yeah. You had very specific criteria and this yeah. thing to tick those know. boxes. I just, it <laughs> it's your own movie. Yeah. I don't get everything a five. <laughs> <laughs> we know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you have the next film for us, Eric? I do have the next film for you guys. Okay. <laughs> and the next film is Tangerine. <laughs> and here's why. Because this whole cycle, so each of our first movies of this season, we are, just like Takia, going to try to tie them back to our first movies of season one and two with some kind of theme. My first movie was A Clockwork Orange. My season two first movie was The Fruit Machine. So this one is Tangerine. And what's ironic is this was actually already on my list that I have been oh, wow. doing for like over a year of movies that I might announce for you guys to watch for Fogies. Uh, so I just looked at that list and was like, oh my God, there's my answer right in front of me. You're just gonna, you're gonna go in blind. Uh, I will say it may not be safe for children. <laughs> That's up to you. Okay. Uh, it's going to be very interesting, and I look forward to talking about it. It's... I like all the movies I've ever suggested. I have not seen this. I just know what the plot is. I know uh, I've seen clips, and I know what the director's like. So, yeah, it is definitely NSFC, not safe for children. Yeah. Is it NFT? What is an NFT? <laughs> it's not a non. Was it fungible token? <laughs> Well, I did declare. Yeah, did you declare anything? <laughs> I was just, as I was, you were saying, I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> I was on that one. Let's sort this one. We said the same time. I declare this episode of Old Fogies and Films concluded. Thanks for joining us. You can find us on Facebook and find our list on Letterboxd. Don't forget to leave a comment or review. Everyone say, class dismissed. Class dismissed. And you have detention.
guys are making my editing hard. <laughs>